Hey everybody, I want to talk about a product and platform that I absolutely love and our latest sponsor, Interseller, the prospecting and outreach platform of choice for recruiters and sellers. Whether you're doubling down on business development or recruiting talent, Interseller does all the heavy lifting of finding contact data, automating the email and follow-up process, and syncs all that rich data into 20-plus CRM and ATS platforms. Reach out now and get going on a two-week free trial and let them know you heard about it from Adam on the podcast today. Check out the link on the website. Appreciate it. Welcome to the podcast, where we introduce you to incredible humans who share their journeys with the mission to inspire you to harness your own inner tenacity to drive your life and career forward. And now, your host, Adam Posner. Well, I don't know if you guys could hear me over the music. We are minutes away from starting official VCon day two. We're here at the Viper stage. This is the main stage. The place is filling up. Uh, compared to last year, which was pretty epic production, if Chris could pan around over here and take a look at this fucking awesome setup we got going on here, this is next level, folks. This is what it's all about. We are at VCon. Gary's about to hit the stage. Jesse Itzler's coming on after him. We have an amazing day of content. Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, man. Bosma St. John. I mean, the lineup is absolutely incredible. People are excited. The uh, atmosphere in here is a building. And uh, let's do this. VCon. Day two, everybody. Check it out. What's up, everybody? This is the first official interview of Friday. And who are we speaking with today? Ladies first. Hello. I'm Emily Faye. And what brings you to VCon? So I actually won a competition to play on the main stage tomorrow night, 8 p.m. And you are a singer, performer? Tell us a little bit about your music. Um, I don't like to play the comparison game, but who are you in the same genre like of? Okay, think Taylor Swift crossed with Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Swift. (laughs) Or Taylor Mac, what do you prefer? And who is this fine gentleman to my right with amazing hair? Thank you very much. I am Emily's fiancé. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I, um, I'm a musician as well, and uh, in Web3, I'm mainly a uh, visual artist, so, which is Beastract. Interesting. And where can folks check out your work? Um, Beastract underscore art on Twitter. And uh, the reason we actually got here is we were both speaking together at NFT NYC, and um, we came over for that because I was very lucky to have my cool. art up in Times Square. That's amazing. Thank you. And, um, and then we figured out, we saw a post from Gary Vee saying, any emerging musicians... Come check out um, Garland Music down in um, in Brooklyn. We, we came down, and uh, next thing you know, we're here on the main stage in VCon. Well, Emily is. That's amazing. And I'm interviewing Sarah Buxton tomorrow, the CEO of, uh, of, of Garland Music tomorrow. Um, tell us about your experience with Gary V. Like, what is it about the brand? What is it about friends that draws you to be part of this? For me, it's the positivity. Like, I, I breed and live and breathe positivity, and that, that for me, describes Gary Vee and, you know, anything is possible, that mentality that he has, you know? Are you nervous to go up on that stage right there? I'm kind of, like, nervous excited. I, I think that's, that's the right attitude. And, and what, are you, what are you looking to walk away from this conference with? Is there, do you have an expectation? Are you coming in here with a complete open mind, open heart? Open mind, open heart, and it's also my 30th birthday tomorrow when oh, I'm playing on the stage. So, yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> I, I call it serendipity. I really think it's... Uh, well, let me ask you a question. How, how did you guys meet? 
We met um, nine years ago at uh, music college. I was studying bass, Emily was uh, doing a degree in songwriting, and we've been together, we were engaged um, last year, and we're getting married next year. So yeah, nine years of uh, long distance, actually. So yeah, it's been a wild journey. I love it. Preemptive Mazel Tov on that one. And where could folks find you? Where could they uh, hear your music? Yep. Um, so you can find me on socials at Emily Faye Music, um, and you can get my music wherever. Spotify wherever. Wherever. Guys, enjoy. Wait, one more thing. And where can they find your art? I think we just oh, don't worry about me. Um, Web3 music. Um, Web3 music. So, yeah, it's going to be, you'll be able to find them on Gala. Gala is what it's all about, folks. Have a great VCon. I'm excited to see you tomorrow. Let's keep on walking here, folks, and uh, see what other friends we could uh, find here. And whoever wants to talk about their expectations and what they're looking to uh, get into. Maybe get into some trouble here. Let's see. How are you guys doing? What's happening? You guys excited for VCon? Yeah, excited. First uh, first year here, so looking forward to it. What friends do you have uh, in your wallet? I have a ton of VF2, and then I have, as far as the VF1, I have the Polar Bear and the Meerkat. Nice. And which one speaks the, which one speaks the most to you? I'd have to say the Polar Bear. I'd have to why? Why? I don't know. You know, it's a, it's a vicious vicious animal, and uh, I say we have some similarities. So <laughs> I love it. And what's your name and where you're from, man? Uh, Josh Emmett. I'm from Sacramento, California. Sacramento. And who are you looking forward to hearing speak the most this weekend? Man, there's there's so many great speakers. I know there's so many great speakers, and a lot of the the speakers I wanted to see kind of overlap. So I'm like, I might flip a coin here and there. That's it. That's a tough one. But I promise you, do not miss Jesse Itzler, who's on after Gary. He is by oh, yeah. far, by far, my favorite speaker out there. Well, He's a little bit of everything. A little, yeah, a little bit of everything. I'm going to watch him after Gary talks. Awesome. Enjoy the show, man. Nice to meet you. Vcon 2023, we ready? Please sit, please sit. Let's get everybody sitting. All right. First, I just want to thank everybody for being here. I'm so excited about 2023. How did we feel about last night? I'm, uh... I know a lot of people were out very late last night, so I'm incredibly impressed with the attendance this morning. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm excited to be here. A uh, couple things that I really want to talk about, as I see a lot of people coming and getting over here. Just want to establish a couple of thoughts that I think will really matter, and then we'll get into the talk. Obviously, I have a single keynote. Um, will you actually physically feel it? No matter what, no matter what you feel on Twitter, no matter what you feel on Discord, no matter what you feel out there, it's just impossible. And what I really know is that this audience is grooming a lot of their own business partners who happen to be their children right now as entrepreneurship and side hustles and family business dynamics are growing in society. So knowing so many of you are on this journey right now and knowing so many of you will be on this journey in the future. I thought there was no better way than to kick off VCon than to have Sasha and AJ Vaynerchuk join me up here. So give a huge VCon welcome to Sasha and AJ Vaynerchuk. Welcome everybody. What an honor to be here. I was here last year. Is anyone here for that? Last yeah. Year? And I want to thank you for all the amazing DMs 
and all the messages that I got, I honestly got to my head a little. I came here with my chest puffed out a little bit, and I was walking in. This just happened. I was walking in. I was walking in the back where all the expo stuff is, and a couple came over to me, and the lady said, would you mind taking a photo? And I was like, it's happening already. I love it. Absolutely. So I grabbed the phone. I'm like, I got more arms than you. And I get in to take, like, I'll take the selfie. And as I'm about to take the picture, she stopped me. She said, no, I wanted you to take a picture of my husband and I by the V-Con <laughs> I'm like, this is getting off to a great start. And one light. And I'm looking around. I'm going to be there for 14 days. And Brother Christopher walks in. The Grand Poobah of the monastery. And he turns to me and he says, Jesse, tomorrow we start at 7 a.m. with prayer, reflection, and meditation. And I'm saying to myself, Brother Christopher, it's 7 p.m. What do I do for the next 12 hours? And he turns to me and he looked me in the eye and he said, you think. And I'm like, I think? I don't know how to think. Like, I'm fucked, I think. So I, before I got into the monastery, I had taken a crash course in transcendental meditation. So I said, this would be a really good time to meditate. All right, guys, we uh, just got off the elevator. We are exploring the activation level in the 100s here at Lucas Oil Field, and we're going to see what's happening over here. Wait, 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 wait. What's going on with this backpack over here? That's pretty sparkly. What's up, guys? How you doing? How's it going? What's your name and where you're from? Evan from Washington State. Awesome. Yep, Mallory. Where? Where in are you Washington State? Also, where in Washington State? Uh, Vancouver, Washington. Ah, Vancouver, Vancouver, Washington. It's right above yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, big shout out to uh, Kevin, who is in. Where's Kevin? Kevin's out near Seattle. Um, my my co-founder here. What brings you to Vicon? Uh, Vicon, <laughs> um, everything, business, Web3, I mean, marketing, connections, all that stuff. What's in your V-Friends wallet? What are you holding? Um, I have an original mentor of a hungry hammerhead and a sophisticated stingray. Awesome. What about you? Oh, he, it, it's yeah. a shared thing, shared I guess. Thing. Yeah. Were you guys in Minneapolis last year for the first one? I was. My wife couldn't make it. Though, cool. Do like, you have like expectations? You're coming in with an open mind? Yeah, you... They're open-minded, for sure. I, anytime I come to a conference, I try and be open-minded. That way I don't have blinders on or miss, you know, miss stuff. So. Aside from the patient pig on your head, aside from that one, which of the characters and, and the value of that one, the values of that one speak most to you guys, to both you as a couple? Um... She doesn't know all of all the different ones. Uh, I'd say, I don't know. I got the hammerhead because I'm hungry, you know, hungry for success. Yeah. So hungry hammerhead for sure. Um, kind of blanking on others, honestly, right now. But. That's awesome. Who are you guys excited to hear uh, speak? Uh, Jesse was a, a big one I wanted yeah. to see for sure. Uh, and Gary, of course. Um, Besides that, again, I just am open-minded. You know, I just want to kind of just see what see what happens. So well, keep that open mind. Enjoy the conference, yeah, guys. Take care. Awesome. I podcast exclusive with Tyler. Let's check out the cards here. Very good. Very What's good. happening, man? Life is good. Life I am running into good friends. We got football cards, little some Star Wars. This is like my. This is where I need to be. Okay, so now what? what, what feel, now I feel at home. What excites you here? Uh, first, my my good friend, and we're about to talk some proper football, What's some European football. What's your name, man? Aaron. Where are you from? Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Milwaukee, land of the Algonquin. The land of good dairy. Aaron runs an amazing media platform called Slab Stocks uh, that is just an integral part of the sports card hobby. And 
it's funny family business as well and uh, it's just someone i'm very fond of and really good friends with and so i was coming over to say hey and then all of a sudden the interview <laughs> came so we'll give some love yeah i'll let you guys i'll let you guys get to it Star Wars stuff. some good a little hockey action hockey eh? well my guy marcus rashford uh arsenal choked it up oh, yeah. uh, choked it up bad city's gonna take it home but um, yeah, this is my this is my domain. This is your jam, man. This, this, this is where I want to spend my time. Well, l- let me let me let you get to it, man. But uh, give us um, some words of wisdom. What, what's the what's the number one thing you've learned from working with Gary? The number one thing that I've learned from working with Gary is um, trying to. There's a lot of them. One, I think the main thing as a dude. I grew up in New Jersey in the 90s. You know, I always thought that you had to, like, be the winner. Like, uh, you couldn't, like, you had to be, like, hard and, like, yeah. kind of be an asshole to, like, do it. Like, the flex. That's how yeah, like, yeah. That's how people would listen to you. Yeah, like, and, and you know, like, win the deal and, be, and like, be stronger and, like, be able to be an asshole to people. Right. Like, right? And uh, I never had that. I was in the middle of two. I had older sister and younger sister. And, like, I legitimately up until uh, up until I started working with Gary, I, I always saw it as something that wouldn't allow me to go, like, to Because it wasn't you. That's not who you wanted to be. It wasn't me, right? right? It wasn't like, you know, if you saw a CEO or, like, even a dad, like, in the 80s, it was like you had to be the hard hard one and the asshole and uh i came to uh, what gary saw me is that's not that's not true and and then that you know, goes into that. a lot of different places of like being the bigger person and just you know reality and control what you can control and like be nice to people and it comes back around and so that that is what i would say like the number one thing um you know and but there's so many different little mini factors another one i was just going to say is like reality like be grounded in reality so many people are putting up this bullshit around them and conversations that are happening that pertain to nothing to to fill our time rather than like the reality of what's in front of us you and, know? I, and Health, I, wellness happiness like all of it like and we just run around bickering and bantering and getting into arguments with people for no fucking reason so we can distract ourselves from the real shit and I, and I think Gary also taught us it's okay to be vulnerable as dudes, right? Yeah, and to be open yeah, and have facts. conversations like this. Well, yeah, that, yeah. Dude, you're a pleasure, and thank you so much for your time. Enjoy it. the rest of your conference. It's good to see you, man. I love you doing your thing, Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Of course. That was good. There's so much, there's so much going on here. I mean, people are really flexing here. Some badass shit going on. Let's see. This is collectibles. I mean, this goes back to Gary's ethos, and that's what's kind of cool about Vicon that he brings it in. Gary loves cars. Gary loves the garage sales, but it's the ethos behind it, the sharing, the collecting, uh, and the excitement. So let's take a look and see what else is happening here. Let's creep up on this guy here. Let's 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 creep up and, and, and see what's happening here. We have an exclusive, a podcast exclusive with Tyler. Let's check out the cards here. Very good. Very What's good. happening, man? Life is good. Life I am running into good friends. We got football cards, a little some Star Wars. This is like my, this is where I need to be. Okay, so now what, I, what, what, I feel, now I feel at home. what excites you here? Uh, first, my, my good friend, and we're about to talk some proper football, some European football. What's your name, man? Aaron. 
from? Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Milwaukee, land of the Algonquin. The land of good dairy. Aaron runs an amazing media platform called Slab Stocks uh, that is just an integral part of the sports card hobby. And it's funny, family business as well. And uh, it's just someone I'm very fond of and really good friends with. And so I was coming over to say, hey. And then all of a sudden the interview <laughs> came. So we'll give some love. Yeah, I'll let, you guys, I'll let you guys get to it. Star Wars stuff. Some good, a little hockey action. Hockey, eh? Well, my guy Marcus Rashford. Uh, Arsenal choked it up. Choked it up bad. City's gonna take it home, but um, yeah, this is my this is my domain. This is your jam, man. This is, this is where I want to spend my time. Well, let, let me let me let you get to it, man. But uh, give us um, some words of wisdom. What, what's the what's the number one thing you've learned from working with Gary? The number one thing that I've learned from working with Gary is um, trying to. There's a lot of them. One. I think the main thing as a dude that grew up in New Jersey in the 90s, you know, I always thought that you had to, like, be the winner. Like, uh, you couldn't, like, you had to be, like, hard and, like, yeah. kind of be an asshole to, like, do it. Like, deflect. That's how yeah, like, yeah. That's how people would listen to you. Yeah, like, and, and you know, like, win the deal and, be, and, like, be stronger and, like, be able to be an asshole to people. Right. Like, right? And uh, I never had that. I was in the middle of two. I had older sister and younger sister. And, like, I legitimately up until uh, up until I started working with Gary, I, I always saw it as something that wouldn't allow me to go, like, to a it wasn't you. That's not who you wanted it to be. It wasn't me, right? right? It wasn't like, you know, itself. if you saw a CEO or, like, even a dad, like, in the 80s, it was like you had to be the hard hard one and the asshole and uh i came to uh, what gary's taught me is that's not that's not true and and then that goes into a lot of different places of like being the bigger person and just you know reality and control what you can control and like be nice to people and it comes back around and so that that is what i would say like the number one thing um you know and but there's so many different little mini factors another one i was just gonna say is like reality like be grounded in reality so many people are putting up this bullshit around them and conversations that are happening that pertain to nothing to to fill our time rather than like the reality of what's in front of us you and know, I, and health, I, wellness happiness like all of it like and we just run around bickering and bantering and getting into arguments with people for no fucking reason so we can distract ourselves from the real shit and I, and I think Gary also taught us it's okay to be vulnerable as dudes, right? Yeah, to be open yeah, and have facts. conversations like this. Well, yeah, that, yeah. Dude, you're a pleasure, and thank you so much for your I time. Enjoy the rest of your conference. It's always good to see you, man. Love you doing your thing, good. Bro. Thanks, man. Appreciate you, bro. it. Of course. So people who know me, I, I have this love of Ghostbusters. I mean, Ghostbusters is my jam. Um, I think it was the first movie I ever saw. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure um, on that one. But the Ghostbusters collectibles are pretty cool. Anybody who sees the Pod Studios, I have the... Um, the uh, Ecto-1 uh, Lego, which is pretty dope in here. we got some cool autograph cards in here. It's awesome. Some great, great, great stuff here. Let's see what else we got going on. Uh, what's your name and where are you from? I'm Zach. I'm from New York, Long Island. Long Island. Where in Long Island, man? Uh, Stony Brook. Ah, Stony Brook. I'm in Merrick. A little, little further uh, the west side of you guys. What about yourself? I'm Xander from uh, North Alabama. North Alabama. Are you guys friends? Yeah, man. We met last year at the first VCon, so... So tell us about when, how, how Harry met Sally over here. Dude. 
what, were we like walking on the street on the way to the dinner or yeah, something? Actually, it was like the first day. Everyone linked up by like in front of the stadium, and then we just like started talking and yeah. went out to food. Everybody was really friendly. <laughs> I mean, is it? I mean, we talk about this ethos, this serendipity. So, like, you guys went to VCon, you brought out, you found a connection there from different parts of the country, probably different worlds, different universes, but you bonded. And that's really what it's all about here, bringing good people together. Tell us, what do you have, uh, what V friends are you holding? Don't have a V friend personally. I minted back at the beginning and then ended up selling it, but definitely couldn't miss the conference itself, so. Uh, I got a V1. I got a Boombastic Baboon. I actually minted it. Um, and then I got like the V2 or whatever for holding. Um, I got like a perspective pigeon, I think. Yeah. What's your What's your favorite attribute of all the V friends that really speaks most to you? What Like what do you mean? Like you know the the, the patient panda. Each one of the, each one of the characters has a value. Which one speaks to you? I like the gratitude gorilla, and yeah, patience is nice. And then the kind Kodo or whatever it's called. Um, those are really what I resonate with and like I try to embody every day. What about yourself? I'm wearing the Driven Dragon right now. I'd say, you know, being driven, that's that's kind of a big one, man. So I love it. Well enjoy the conference guys. Thanks for chatting. Thank you. All right, well, well we stumbled upon another pretty cool activation here and uh, she's gonna tell us a little bit more about it. Tell us who you are and what do we what do we got going on here? I'm Tal, Tal Navarro. And uh, I'm the founder of Win Web3, which is a nonprofit that supports women in need in war zone and women on daily war, like poverty and sex trafficking. And uh, what we do, we collect their art and reselling it on the blockchain for them. So, uh, and we have a lot of artists who are also taking part of it. So we have here today uh, a booth where we're selling clothing with the art printed on it. And everything goes to the charity, to the women in the war zone and that cannot finance themselves. And we also have uh, fun activations that we're doing here, like uh, painting on sofas, and uh, and you can paint on other stuff here. Just just a fun day. It, it is a fun day, but I, I, I want to reiterate how important of a cause this is. And I think what's really important for us to break down is it's not just about NFTs, but we talk about the decentralized element of Web3, how it's able to connect and transcend borders. And the fact that it's decentralized, when you talk about not just NFTs and cryptocurrency, but the ability to authenticate and the ability to follow and most importantly the ability to provide so talk to us a little bit about how are you getting those funds and care back into the need of these women through this project so basically what we do as i said we're collecting their art and we're selling it for them on the blockchain because they don't know really how are you paying them back in crypto or in their local currency we're paying them in the local currency so they will be comfortable to receive it but we are receiving funds in crypto and also in, uh, in fiat as well. Right. So you have a lot of options because most of the people don't really know how to pay with crypto. So it's right, the education isn't there yet. And it's important for us to be, that everyone will be able to, to utilize this and to, to donate if they want. So we're not just uh, closing it just to, for crypto. That's important to say. So everyone can purchase. We have art, we have clothing, we have women's clothing, women creating clothes, and we're creating art. Love it. Um, and we're selling everything for them to make them, to finance themselves and give them empowerment to feel that they are working again and actually making my, their own money. And, and where can folks uh, find you guys? Where can they learn more? You can go to winweb3.io. Okay, and also to Tal Navarro on my accounts on uh, everywhere, Instagram, uh, Twitter, um, all over the place. And uh, you can learn a lot about all of this. 
This is a fantastic cause, and everyone watching and listening, please check it out. This is a good stuff to support. While you look around and you see the fun, you see the games, this is the reality of the good of Web3 and what the power they could do to really help around the world. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. Tal, tell us a little bit what your personal connection, what drew you to this project? Why is this a passion for you? Supporting women and empowering women has always been my main passion. I've always had... um, I was always, I've always been in a dominated male areas. Um, growing up in Israel, it's always like you know war zone and a lot of things going on. You have to be very strong, and uh, I see also a lot of women around me are being suppressed and not getting getting to have their voice out, and you know they're being like mistreated. And um, my the the fact that I'm kind of privileged to be who I am and to be able to have all the knowledge and experience that I've been through. I want to give it back to the women and I want to empower as many women as possible. Girls and women, by the way, we work right, not just, yeah. like from four, four, age four to age 84. Like Every girl and woman should understand how strong, powerful, and beautiful she is. And, um, you know, that's what I'm working for. And, and Tal, how can men be the best allies and 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 be there to support and give. What could we do better? Of course, respect women. Obviously, that's like a, a that's the obviously one, obviously obvious thing. But I think that the more men will bring out their voice, the voice of women, the more you bring women to the front. Let them sit in the front, you know, the front desk. Let them sit in the table. Let them be part of the decision making. Let them be heard, and not like on the way but really let them be listen, heard really listen, listen deeply because they have a lot of important things to say that's when uh, a change will come and also bring out the message so many men just don't understand they're growing in an environment of you know disrespecting women well to- toxic 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 masculinity is prevalent and i truly think that we are in many ways making that turn in society and you think about gary v here and we talk about the first step of being vulnerable and being okay your feelings and it doesn't always have to be machismo and, and, and this bravado that you have but being open and I think once you let your guard down and let your facade down and open up your heart you could be there as a better ally for all the women and young ladies in our life I totally agree with you well, awesome thank you so much for joining us today alright guys we're going to get into some pretty cool stuff here this looks like some, uh, some one of one here is this Gabe Weiss? This looks like Gabe Weiss, but it's not Gabe Weiss. It has a little bit of Gabe Weiss style to it, but it's definitely not. These are beautiful. These are physical. These are dope. These are gorgeous. What do we got? What do we got going on here? We are walking the promenade. There's a lot of action here going on. It's all good, man. How you doing? What's your name? Good, Eric. Eric, where are you from, man? Miami. Miami. This gets hot in Miami, or do you rock this in Miami? I do not rock this in Miami. So you think because you're going to Indy, like, it might be a little chilly here? A little bit. A little uh, bit. What brings you to VCon, man? Uh, man, Gary's been huge uh, influence in my life, and uh, I got into VCon. I didn't believe in NFTs before, and my first VCon experience last year, I loved it. I loved everything about it, and it was, it was awesome. Who was your shepherd into VCon? you have a friend, like, how did, into, into NFT, NFT space? Yeah. Um, who was that guy or gal that said, hey, dude, check this out? Um, so my friend John actually got me into NFTs a long time ago. Um, Sandbox Land, yep. uh, I mean Crypto Skulls, and then we, I jumped, uh, found out about Gary and learned about VFriends, and I just hit the ground running. So what are you holding on to? What's in your wallet? So I have a Jack NFT uh, Glitch Wizard. 
Glitch, a wizard. And aside from the character that you're holding, which of the character's values speak the most to you? Uh, resilient Red Devil, for sure. Resilience. Um, ambitious Angel, for sure. Oh, yeah. Ambitious. Um, I love the wizard myself. Willful, you know. Okay, Willful wizard. You got to go with the wizard. Got to go with the wizard. Got to go with the wizard. My little guy's got that on his uh, bookshelf. Who are you yeah. most excited to uh, hear uh, speak? Um, actually, I want to hear a, uh, Dirk Chapard. Uh, what's his name? Deepak Chopra. Deepak Chopra. Same so, thing. He, yeah. he responds to either one of those. Yep. Yeah. So I'm excited to see him. And yeah. Awesome to meet you, man. Enjoy the rest of the conference. Hey, what's up, everybody? People ask me all the time, Adam, where do you get your alpha from every day in the Web3 space? And my go-to is The Daily Ralpha. The Daily Ralpha is the best newsletter about what's going on in the Web3, NFTs, and emerging tech world. Get market intel, drops to watch, early project finds, the hottest NFT art, news, jobs, tools, and more delivered directly to your inbox every day for absolutely free. Join over 85,000 people who get the Daily Ralpha and get everything they need to know in five minutes or less. It's like the morning brew or their skim of Web3 and more than 500 editions so far. I get this every day and so should you. Check it out and subscribe at dailyralpha.com. D-A-I-L-Y-R-A-L-P-H-A.com. Check it out. I think that's the beauty of the World of Women Project is accessibility and onboarding. Um, but real quick, let's talk about your, your time at Meta. Back then it was called a little company called Facebook. What were some of those key takeaways from your time at Facebook, specifically around, let's talk about it, social media and getting the word out there? Yeah. So one of my first jobs at Meta was on a, leading a team called Disruptors, which we worked from Series B startups through exit stage. It was like an internal incubator? Internal incubator. We would give them marketing support, but the goal was to like plug them into the entire Meta ecosystem with the goal of having them become some of the most successful companies and, of course, customers. Um, and I think what I really learned is like so many of the entrepreneurs that were building and working with us in that program they were solving a problem, they were hyper-focused, they were super smart, but they were also really mission-driven. Because at the end of the day, if you are going to take that risk and not work at a big company and be an entrepreneur, a lot of times it's not just about the problem you're solving, it's like why you think that problem is important, why that's so critical for you as a leader. And I think that was one of the things that really inspired me to make the jump to WOW, because ultimately, you know, all of this technology is going to keep improving, but the role that I wanted to play was showing the why, right? Like, why do we show up? And really, why Brutal Women is here is because we didn't want to see the same stereotypes perpetuated in Web 3 that we saw in Web 2. Um, you know, that's why... And what, 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 are, what are some of those toxic themes um, that's happening in Web 2? Well, that's happened for a long time in Web 2. Well, I think even if you just look at the tool usage, right? Some of the communication tools that we have in Web 3 are, you know, shockingly male-dominated. Like, if you look at Discord, I think 34% of Discord users are female, um, rest are male. And even Twitter, which is, you know, where the culture happens. I looked at the stats recently, and, and even in 2023, Twitter is only 32% women. And so even just entering and feeling like I'm going to have a conversation and, and am I looking to find people, of course you want to talk with a diverse group of people, but you also want to feel like you belong. And I think that when we're starting at this point where even the tools that we're using are totally outfavored with the demographic that they were trying to reach, it's hard. It's that much harder to have an open conversation, to get a seat at the table when you're starting from so far behind. That's a fantastic perspective. So did you find World of Women or did they find you? 
I found World of Women. Um, I got caught by the Web3 bug, and of course it was really inspiring. What was your first NFT purchase? My first NFT, I think it was Women Rise. So I wasn't super early. I don't have an OG crypto punk in my wallet. Don't we wish? Don't we wish? So I was newer to the journey, and honestly, um, I was at... <laughs> you know, I was at Facebook when it became meta, right? When we made that transition into the metaverse. And I started thinking a lot about what's the next generation of technology. And so obviously there was one view where it's like, this is going to be driven by VR, AR, metaverse, right? Then there's the view of, you know, maybe AI is going to drive the next uh, opportunities. And, you know, certainly in Web3, like we believe like ownership, creators is going to drive that. And so I, you know, as I began thinking about that more, I wanted to learn about what was happening in Web3 and really like the cultural trends. Um, started buying NFTs, especially ones that had social missions, joined World of Women. And then when I saw that the they needed a COO as they scaled, um, I put my hat in the ring because I knew that it was something I'd be happy and grateful to dedicate my time to. Did you have any reservations going from a insanely large, well-structured conglomerate organization to going to essentially a startup? Not at all. I mean, I think that what is, I think what it's really easy to lose sight of is even though I worked in big tech for so long, when I joined tech, it was really a mission-driven thing. It was like, we can really change lives with technology. Like, the mission of Google was like, we are going to make information accessible to people through technology. And for me, it was always really mission-driven. Um, and so, at the end of the day, I wasn't working in big tech because I wanted the security, the infrastructure, the resources. All that was amazing. For me, it was like, I think tech is going to change lives. I feel grateful that I have the opportunity to work in it. I want to have it change lives in a way that is meaningful and positive impact. And I saw that Google, I think, definitely you know, has made us have access for information way more. But then when we saw mobile and then we saw, you know, I would say that there's a lot of debate in terms of what was the impact on society with social media, right? It brought Positive, society, negative. But there were some downfalls. And so I thought that, you know, for me, it was like I'm always working on this side of using technology for good. And so this was just a natural next step. Honoring, honoring the art and honoring the artists is, is important. Frankie Nines over here representing... The Miraculous King Frog. I mean, this is what it really comes down to. The one-on-one, -on -one, the real artist. Hey, man, what's, uh, what's, what's uh, drawing your eyeballs in your camera right now, man? Right now, right now, it's just like the, the, the capital. Like, everything about these artwork right now is capitalizing. Like, it's just it's visually pleasing to the eye. All the motions, all the textures, the interactions that these artworks are currently having right now with everyone here is just amazing. I just love seeing this, this display. Very top notch. Very. Are you an artist by trade? Yes, I am. And and what? And what tell us about your art. So my art is a con convey graph convey graphics. Sorry, and I am a digital artist. I have my little business card right here. If you want to take a picture of it, as my nice to my websites and such. But uh, strategic location. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm a digital artist, and most of the stuff is just inspiring to me to go think outside the box and literally just become more passionate and in tune with how my art style is so and and how much of your audience and your fans feedback and listening do you incorporate into your art for the next pieces that you're doing uh, so i believe what my feedback is for my audiences is that they they will love to see my direction go in a path where it's more 
how can I say this? I'm trying to find the right words. It is more um, inclusive, inclusive to them. So I'm, I'm a digital artist in terms of digital portraits. So I'll have them send me a picture. I'll have them uh, tell me what kind of style would they like it done, if it's like water ink or water brush or acrylic or something like that, or if it's just strictly done by vector imaging and such. But in the feedback that they kind of gravitate towards me is becoming more inclusive in terms of how they love to see the outside artwork implemented into them. So like Marvel characters or something. Right. Like like Wonder Woman or Green Lantern or something. Or even just what we see here, these NFTs when it comes to uh, pudgy penguin, cats or everything like that. So I'm reaching out of my comfort zone, becoming a lot discomfort. What's your your, like... What's your secret vice as far as collecting? And like, you're like, oh my god, I don't tell anybody this shit, uh-huh. but I, I love King collecting. Oh, I love his words. I love. Yeah, he is. I yeah. can't wait to, uh, for his uh, speech or his speaking. I can't wait for that. I'm gonna get so much value from that. And that's what it's all about. You've, uh, you, what be friends are you holding on to, man? So I currently don't have one right okay. now, and that's okay. That's okay. And by the end of this uh, conference, I plan to own at least one shoot shark, yeah. if not a. Uh, intuitive iguana oh i love it and tell everyone uh your name and where they can find your art so my name is john lorenzo Rivera, but you can go and call me lorenzo because there's too many johns i like lorenzo yes and where you're from lorenzo i am from philadelphia um west philadelphia born and raised north north philadelphia (laughs) pleasure to meet you enjoy the rest of your vcon well i want you guys to capture the excitement it is 1205 on day two technically of vcon and there's an energy there's an energy building People are checking it out. They're seeing what's happening here. We got some first-time Beaconers, and we met the DJ. I met this guy yesterday. What's up, Ed? Good to see you. How's everything? What's up, Danny? Danny, how you doing? Uh, Where are you from, Danny? I'm from Merrick, New York. I'm from Merrick, New York. We're neighbors. That means we're brothers. Brothers hug. <laughs> well, awesome, man. What brings you to Vcon aside from the DJ arcade on your hat? Just being a DJ, as always. Wait, all right. All right. I am a aspiring degen okay I'm, i do a lot of degen um things that qualify me as a degen for people out there what does it mean to be a degen it's hard to define but essentially loving this lifestyle and what, what, what is this lifestyle what is this life that we chose or this chose us gambling my life savings and family earnings on illiquid jpegs have you mortgaged your house to buy crypto or jpegs mortgaged Remortgaged and actually, you still married? Mortgages, barely, barely. Um, and you have kids? I do have two. Do they have a college fund anymore? They're all made up of illiquid JPEGs. So, do they know this? A little bit. Well, well, is it the thought that you're going to take that fiat and you're going to double down, triple down on some baby, some shit coin? Hundred X, baby. What do you feel? Do Do you play the shit coin game? No comment. Uh, because he doesn't want his wife to no see this. Because this will hold up in court. No this advice. this will hold up in court. Who are you excited to hear uh, speak this weekend? You, actually. That is the most exciting person I heard speak the whole time. That's because I'm from Merrick, representing the 11566. There we go. Good to meet you, man. Likewise. Pleasure. Enjoy. I'll see you around town. See you at Bagel Boss. I'll just talk to him while he's looking at things. He's got to do something. I'll make sure I don't miss my speaking. We'll walk, we'll walk with your AJV hot take. How does this year compare to last year so far? So it's tricky. I was only here for like 11 hours last year, whatever it was. I didn't even make it to the actual stadium. I was only there for field day. I thought the V Friends team, obviously I'm biased. That's my family, but they crushed. I think they took last year's learnings from field day, kept the good stuff, made the other stuff that much better. They crushed yesterday. 
this is my first experience with the actual like Take stadium and the panel and I'm beyond impressed obviously. Just seeing how everyone feels about your brother and their brands he built, so does that does that does that does that change like each time? Like do you, do you pick up different emotions? Like what does it feel in your heart, man? It feels the same every time and it's just like it's awesome and I get reminded of it all the time and I see it all the time. Even like, sure, this is incredible, but you know, at the airport with my brother, somebody comes and says hello. At the Jets game, somebody says hello. Right. Like, I'm constantly seeing that, I'm hearing people's stories and I feel the same way every time, just bursting with pride. We're going to let you go. One last thing. Uh, meme coins, shit coins, cop it or drop it? I'm a personal drop it. I, um, I'm not hating on it. I'm glad people are making money. I know things are tough right now, but I don't think the meme coin, shit coin stuff is pushing the industry forward. Personally, uh, I could be wrong. Agree. AJV, everybody. Love you, buddy. There's got to be a big food court. We are starving. Chris and I are starving, and all these things are closed, and we just want to eat. Why does it Gary V want to feed us? He wants to keep us hungry. But we're coming upon some crazy activation up uh, over here and we're going to we're going to check out what's happening here. This is the official super center of Indianapolis. Is this a food court? What is this? All right. Make sure you get Chris. What's what's going on up here? Watch your step. We don't want you going up the stairs here. Stair chats. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? What's your name? What's your name and where you're from? My name is Danny. I'm from Indianapolis. Ah, local. So, what does it feel yeah. like to have this here in your hometown? Well, it's very accessible. It's very easy for me to get to, and just works out great. Are you a V Friends holder? Uh, no, I am not. Have you heard of Gary V and V Friends before this? You knew this event was coming to town. Oh yeah, of course. I was interested. I've been watching him on social media for a long time. So yeah. What is it about Gary's content that that speaks to you? Uh, he's kind of just teaches you very accessible things like, uh, for instance, going around garage sailing, uh, flipping. That's something I picked up from Gary V and I made a good amount of money doing that. Hell yeah, man. Something. Uh, You're an entrepreneurial elf, man. Well, cool. Um, who are you looking forward to hearing C speak this weekend? Um, don't say Gary. Gary, of course. He was great. I'm really interested in Tim Tebow tomorrow morning because I didn't realize he was going to be here. So I saw that. Timmy Tebow. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of people. For instance, the guy that came on right after Gary. Oh, Jesse Isler's a man, and you, yeah. that's your first time hearing him. Yeah. And now you get to go down the Jesse Isler rabbit hole, right? <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed him, though. I wasn't expecting that, and I was like, okay, this is great. Dude, Isler, Isler, Isler is straight, is straight fire. Well, awesome. Yeah, yeah. You as well. Yep. Good to meet you. All right. Well, I, I, am, I am thrilled because we've been connected for a long time on social media. You were actually my gateway into World of Women. You were my gateway into this experience, and I had the play. We didn't even talk, Shannon, about Miami, but we'll get to that later. Um, tell everyone who you are and what you do for World of Women. I'm Kashfi, and I'm the community lead at World of Women. I oversee all things communication-related, and just I take care of our holders, make sure they feel heard and seen, and I love my job. And she certainly does love her job, and she really cares, and she really listens. How did you get into the World of Women community? What was your entree into it? Well, honestly, I fell in love with the art the moment that I saw it. I saw like a female influencer at the time talk about older women. I saw some of the sneak peeks on Discord and I was like, yo, I got to own one of those because ever since I joined Web3, everything was kind of male dominated, but WoW stood out. And the art just screams class and elegance. And yeah, she's just, she's beautiful. Where are you going to put this in your house? In my room. My room is blue and white. Blue and white are my favorite colors, so it's very strategically done. Yeah, it is dope. What is it about the World of Women brand, the project, the ethos that really speaks to you in your heart? 
World of Women is on a mission to build an inclusive future, but at the same time, it's an extremely dynamic brand. We have dynamic community members, we have dynamic events, and that's exactly what's keep, what keeps me coming back to this project, to this brand. I think it's really special how people truly care about each other over here. There's a deep solidarity between community members as well as just the team, as well as the community. So... Yeah, it's a mix of those things. What's the, what's the most challenging part about tying the community together and keeping the vibes high and keeping just keeping the shit tight? Honestly, it is. I think being dynamic is one of the challenges because when you have so many diverse voices, it's hard to get everyone together and to agree on the same thing. So that can be a bit challenging sometimes. And then when we saw the bear market come in last year, it was tough times with the community. Like we had people questioning what we're doing and rightfully so, right? They have the absolute right to ask us what's happening. They should be the ones that are holding us accountable. So that part was challenging. But now that we've developed a relationship, we've developed how we want to communicate with them. It's all good. And I think things are working out. Yeah. What excites you most about this space in general? The opportunity. No, the fact that everyone's starting at the same level again. I'm 21 years old, I'm from India, I'm a woman, but I'm still at the same level as like everyone that's here. And I think that that's fucking it. You're a legend in this space. I don't, you, you, you're, 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 you're crushing it out there. Um, this has been awesome. Where could folks find you? Where could they connect with you? I'm Kashvi Eth on Twitter and Kashvi.eth on Instagram. Oh, what's up, everybody? Um, this fine gentleman just grabbed me and he's like, Adam. And I'm like, uh, do I know you? But I don't come on. Come on, though. It's all it's all good over here. So tell everyone who you are and what you do, man. So first of all, friends of LinkedIn is our friends in person. This is our first time meeting in person. So I saw the podcast after his encounter here at VCon, which is a special moment for him meeting with Dave Grutman and yeah. Scooter Braun. So yes, this is this is minutes after that. So my name is Drew Dan Eisen. I'm the founder of the Pickleball House, and just like I said earlier, we connected earlier on LinkedIn. We've probably been connected for a couple of years now. Dave Meltzer was all in. I, I interned for Meltzer 10 years ago. Uh, and where, where do you live, man? Where full-time? Uh, full-time. I'm kind of bouncing around right now, but I've been Miami, Vegas, San Diego, everywhere. May I ask how old you are? I'm 29. Dude, that's what it's all about, man. If I could go back to 29-year-old Adam, right? I mean, I met my wife around that time, so I wouldn't be so much running around. But, like, dude, I applaud you for having the ability now, especially in this same age, to live where you want, pick up, experience new areas. What's that like, man? Oh, it's awesome. I've been a nomad for a couple of years, and... To be honest, I need to get better at being into a groove of staying healthy, eating healthy, working out. But being a nomad and being able to have the flexibility and the autonomy to go anywhere and shake hands and meet people, I mean, that's what it's all about right now. That's what it's about. Tell us about uh, how did you find your way into the pickleball world? So I started playing pickleball in August after being a college baseball player, high school tennis. Yes, sir. These are my colors. These are the pickleball house colors. Yes, sir. So I started playing pickleball in August in San Diego. And just started from three to five days a week, five to seven, and seven days a week. And in three weeks before Super Bowl, I came up with this idea to have a networking event that's focused around pickleball. That's private, invite only. Dave's a big tennis guy. Dave's, he's not going to say the P word. He's not going to say, say the P word. Don't say the P word, Dave. <laughs> Dave Grutman in the house. So, uh, so with pickleball, the pickleball house, bringing it to the biggest events in sports and entertainment is the background that I come from. And so we launched at Super Bowl in Phoenix. We brought it to Miami F1, the 19th floor of the JW Marriott Marquis. Next stop is NBA Summer League. Um, NBA Summer League, WNBA uh, All-Star in Vegas. And then U.S. Open of Tennis. So basically it's an event to bring people together, invite only for athletes, creators, executives, entrepreneurs, 
and anybody that's interested in playing pickleball in a spot to be able to shake hands. So here, here's a fun fact about pickleball. Um, pickleball actually started in the retirement homes area because my parents are in Boynton Beach, Florida. And I remember like maybe it was like seven, eight years ago, my dad's like, they built a pickleball court. I'm like, what the hell is this? But it's not, it's, well, that's the beauty of pickleball. It's accessible for everybody. What would you attribute the success of pickleball to right now? Let me get the success of pickleball? Yeah. I'm actually getting a gift for you because I want to send an invite to NBA All-Star, or WNBA All-Star and NBA Summer League What's in that? Vegas. The Pickleball House, July 14th. Oh, I might have to go out to Vegas. I, I appreciate that. But what would you attribute the success of pickleball to? The, the, the craze. Like what, so, what is it that's driving it? COVID's what started it. Everybody wanted to get outside. But now the accessibility of the sport and the access to get in. So anybody from 8 to 80, 85, 90 are playing. And just like you mentioned, the retirement home in Boynton Beach. So anywhere from kids to those retirees, I think a sport that brings people together like that is an insane opportunity for growth. And now that it's a new networking sport of executives, just like, I mean, Scooter was just telling me he's a huge pickleball player. Yeah. And executives in the sports industry, any kind of executive, athlete, they're all investing in the sport. So now the growth of the sport is really what's contributing to the overall buzz that's going around. So here at VCon, they had pickleball at the field day yesterday. Yeah, that was pretty cool. The pretty cool trophy, too. Well, I want to wrap it up because they're about to go live on stage. Where could folks find you? Where could they connect? Where could they learn more about Pickleball House? The Pickleball House underscore on Instagram. So it's a, it's, a, it's a pleasure, man. This thing called YouTube that was coming out. People were talking about this thing called Twitter because Ashton Kutcher was on the suggested user list. And, um, and I had all these ideas about social media. And while I had done all this great stuff at the record label, no one was really listening to me. And um, I was at a party uh, consulting a client and Little John was there. Now, not many people in their life will say Little John pulled them aside to give them life-changing advice and change their career. You know, but John did that for me. Oh man, let's 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 get back to Claude Silver for a minute here before I introduce you. What what is it about? For those who don't know, what is it about this Claude Silver person that makes her so special? Bro, well, I mean, you know, people that don't know, Claude Silver is uh, the chief heart officer at Vayner Media, Vayner X, and there are not enough people here who follow Gary who don't know about Claude because. What he brings with all of his passion, energy, and talk about empathy and uh, compassion, she fucking lives it. She lives it, and you can see how she brings it to every interaction and every conversation she has. And she br- marries that combination of, of empathy and compassion and kindness and humanity with business. She understands both sides of it, and she's just such an amazing, vulnerable, authentic, like wonderful, caring human being. And her content is equally as Equal as fire. Yeah. And it's pragmatic empathy, too. So everybody like to introduce you to my man, uh, OG, who was definitely a Sherpa and really helped me get into the Web3 space. An all-around awesome human being, Andy Storch. Thank you so much, Adam. Hey, you, I mean, you and I both are like podcasting creators forever. I've learned a lot from you over the years. And we met because of Gary V. Right. We met, we met through Gary Vee, and that's another theme that's here. It's serendipitous connections, yeah. serendipitous human connections. I saw Heather. I saw Glenn Lundy. Yeah. I, was like, yeah. I was like, what up? And like, yeah. I was like, hey, everybody, they're friends here. Yeah. Um, how's this different than last year? Uh, you know what? Uh, so first of all, Gary and what he creates in Friends is all about bringing people together. So many connections and friendships are made. I have so many friends here. So I'd say the two things that are different from last year is, number one, uh, I think it's better organized. I think, oh, yeah. I, I think, yeah, it is a clean operation. Going, you know, I, a bit of an event organizer myself, and speak at a lot of events. Not nearly like what some people do, but 
uh, you, you see things and you can see how they took feedback and they have improved a lot of things over last year. They're learning, right? Just like we all do. Um, and then the second thing is I think people also learned about how great this community is and they're leaning into it and it's easier, even better and easier than uh, making friends. And you see people that you met last year and now you're reconnecting and that's really fun. It's, it's, it's camp. It's like summer camp. It's, uh, it's absolutely. And that's kind of one of my takeaways here is the serendipitous connections. I've interviewed a lot of people um, out on the rotunda at different activations. Uh, this one guy was from Long Island. Another guy was from Alabama. I'm like, well, how'd you guys know each other? They go, we met online last year. We hit it off. We went out to a bar and now we're buddies and we met back up here a year later planned and people look out for that. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. Andy might be one of the biggest DJs I know, but in a good way. And we were just and we were just talking about we were just talking about her right right over here. Um, and talking about DJs, um, let's talk about what does it mean in a, in a positive way to be a DJ. Let's talk about this positive yeah. DJ act because DJ is not a dirty word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really think of myself as a DJ. And I, I uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, okay, okay. Explain, explain yourself, Andy Stork. Okay, let me tell you why. Let me tell you something. First of all, yeah, I, I think of DJing as it's certainly like I went big into NFTs and crypto for sure for, for quite some time and uh, probably too much. At the same time, though, I was never full on like in Discord all the time, having those conversations, like getting into the anonymous. But that's that, that, that's fair. You were you were. But what were you the real life connections? And there's a lot of great that came out of that. But I definitely got, you know, drank the Kool-Aid and went, went deep into NFTs and, you know, started the podcast to try to teach others. You know, connected with Heather because of that, who was doing that, and, and you in, in some capacity. What was the biggest life lesson that you learned from your experience um, invest, investing into Web3 and NFTs and crypto? Um, you know what? I've done a lot of reflection on this because I've, I've put a lot of money in and I'm down a lot of money on it. Uh, a, like, there's still a lot of great return in the connections that we make. Uh, B, I think we can, I can be a lot more thoughtful about what do I really want my money to go to and what do I want to get out of money and life? And three, another thing, uh, after all of this, I was reading a, a great book called The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. I think it sold like a ton of copies. And he said something in there that really resonated, which is that you got to be careful trying to play other people's games. When it- that, is a, that is an interesting... playing different games. Like you might be investing for the long term and everybody else is flipping... And it doesn't matter what your intention is; you're still getting caught up in their game, and you're not gonna you're gonna lose. Someone's always gonna be held, uh, be left holding the bag, and that's really what it comes about. Yeah. What are you looking to get out of this weekend? Man, it's just about people and connections, making friends. I mean, I hope I hear some good speakers and learn some stuff. Uh, Jesse Itzler was incredible this morning. Already made my my day, my conference. Um, you know, already got to to see and talk to Gary and Claude. I, I see you now. It's just about seeing friends. Heather and so many others and, and having fun. And we got Drew Barrymore coming up in, uh, in a little bit here. We'll see what happens with Drew Barrymore. I'm curious, like, what, what's Drew Barrymore going to, like, what is she talking about? I mean, let's speculate. I don't know, you know. Obviously, last year we saw there's a lot of celebrities and actors and stuff that have gotten into the Web3 game and NFT game. It'd be interesting to hear what some of them say now and what they're doing with it and how they connect it to the, you know, what they're creating. Uh, I've never heard anything about Drew Barrymore, but I'm guess that's something to do with I know who she is, but not with connection to Web3. Heather's giving me this look. No, no, no idea. to do with, like, women's empowerment and entertainment and Web3. I don't know what it's going to be. Well, that's a bit. This is not a, in my opinion, this is not a Web3 conference. This right. is a branding. Oh, this is a marketing. That's the other thing that's different this year. It Last year, a little heavy on the web. he promised things like business and culture. It was all Web3. This year, it's clear it's a lot more business and culture, which I like. I do, too. The programming, is, I love the lineup. It's killer. It is an all-star game. Yes. So yes. let's wrap this up because we're going to get there. But I've always wanted to uh, tell my audience this. What people don't know about Andy is that his real passion 
aside from being an incredible public speaker, a podcaster, um, he always wanted to be a fortune cookie, fortune writer. So now, Andy, it's your first day on the job, and you're in the fortune cookie, fortune writing factory. What is that first fortune that you write? There's so much potential and so many possibilities for you in life if you're just willing to get intentional about what you want and just get past your fears and go for it. I love that. I don't know if it's going to fit on the fortune, but we're going to go with it. Andy, what are your lucky numbers? Okay, let me give you the shorter one. Own your life. Own your life. There you have it. Andy, where can folks find you? Where can they connect with you? AndyStorch.com. Book is on Amazon. Podcast. I'm on LinkedIn. It's all over. Check out his podcast. Check out his book. You will learn something, not just from Andy, but Andy, like myself, what we have in common is we curate amazing folks and we foster those conversations. Andy Storch, everybody. Thank you, bro. Wisdom is forever, but for us, it's time to go. Thank you for joining us. Luckily, we'll be back with our next episode soon, jam-packed with more incredible humans. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and sharing. To join the conversation, search The Pausecast on LinkedIn. And to catch up on past episodes and more info, please visit www.thepausecast.com.